0: We're just waiting for all the streams to go live. What do you reckon, Isaac? Do you think we're live? Do you think we're live to Facebook? Do you think we're live to LinkedIn? Do you think it we're live says, to the podcast? Do you think we're live to YouTube? What do you think, Isaac? There's a red button
1: that says live, so I reckon we're there.
0: We're there. Isaac, say hello to everyone.
1: Good morning, everyone, and uh, yeah, welcome to another edition of ASTB's Agri-Leader.
0: Very and Holly. Oh, sorry, sorry Isaac, even more importantly, Holly, Holly Beckett, say hello to everyone. Good morning, everyone. So Isaac and I are really excited um, about this, to continue this uh, series of, um, of of talking leaders. And we're really privileged to have the great Holly Beckett um, on. And we're, we're going to give a, a bit more of an explanation on uh, on uh, Holly, just uh, as we go uh, further live with this uh, with this broadcast, um, Isaac, um, I, I hear you've been in the war slightly, and in the respect of you, you've got a, a bit, bit of a knee that's having a bit of a tension. I don't know if you've heard, but Holly and I we've managed to postpone the London Marathon from October of this year to April of next year, so that you can uh, you can compete in that. Are you okay with us uh, moving the uh, m- moving the marathon around so that you can participate in April of next year? Is that okay, uh, Isaac? Uh,
1: only a fool runs without any, anything chasing it, Max. So uh, I might. If that
0: one is missed as well. Oh, well, Holly, can you be, after, Holly, after all that work that we've done? Right, come on, let's, let's get on, on with this. So, Beans Global, AHDB, our broadcast today about talking leaders. Who said farmers won't mediate? So come on everyone, have you got 30 minutes? You need 30 minutes to listen to to Holly. We know how important it is to be inspired by both big business and individuals, which is why we are excited to present this series of Talking Leaders, a monthly initiative from the AHDB, which will see a series of inspirational speakers share their life experiences and deliver impactful stories to the agri-leader community. Um, This month we're delighted to be joined by Holly, Holly Beckett project director at Focus Farmers. And last month, um, Isaac, it was a it was a it was a, um, a, a groundbreaker, wasn't it? We had uh, on Tim Bradshaw. And Tim is a, a British Army officer and an Everest mountaineer. And Tim discussed how to deal with crisis and cope with situations where a carefully laid out plan has been ruined by factors out of your control, how you deal with it, how you keep moving forward and how you bring your team with you. And crikey, Isaac, Tim has got experience, hasn't he? Because uh, he was involved in, a, in an earthquake when he was halfway up Mount Everest. So the input he gave us was was fascinating, wasn't it? Well, it's really brilliant. And um, that is available on on the website. So go and have a look. Yeah, it was really good. So so there's one we've already got got on the can with, uh, with Tim, which is incredibly inspiring. So let's talk about Holly. So Holly undertook a Nuffield farming scholarship in 2015, looking at what physical practices and tools could be introduced into farm businesses to develop more consistent leadership and improve the work life of people within a business. And in turn, the productivity of individuals and organizations as a whole. Holly looked at business practices and leadership predominantly outside of agriculture, was interested on how to increase the four pillars of emotional intelligence, self-awareness, self-management, social awareness, and social management, the founder foundation of effective communication. And her findings uh, were that mindfulness Training provided huge benefits to business performance, productivity, and profitability, as well as improving focus and general overall well being for people. The Frank Parson Agricultural Trust funded a pilot study to introduce mindfulness to agriculture. And Holly has been working with farmers since that study in 2017, gaining consistent and remarkable results with farmers who take up mental training. Holly, have we described that well?
2: Well, that all sounds fantastic. Who wrote that? Brilliant. <laughs> We got that, that, half my- an hour to just have a <laughs> chit chat about it. That's pretty but, spot on. But 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 everyone,
0: we were in in our catch up yesterday, just um before, um getting getting set for, for today. And I was in the uh, car park for a fairly substantial fresh produce company down in Kent. And I was saying to Isaac and uh, and Holly how I just had um forty minutes with that uh, with that client. And this client is a chap in his late late forties, um, professional, robust rugby player, and and w- without me um entered into the conversation he told me how um he'd actually learned about mindfulness and meditation and yoga um through his primary school um age kids and how it's it's changed his life it's, it's revolutionized his life over the last six months because he got into this this whirl of um or oh, help me holy just not despair but just um a d- drudgery just day after day especially with everything that was going on and it's really inspired him the, the whole meditation element well, then 10 minutes later i'm out in the car park um speaking to, to holly and it just seemed to be uh serendipity so so holly do you think there, there's a groundswell to, towards this and that there are more people both men and women in, in agriculture looking to to find out more about meditation
2: yeah i think so it's exactly i mean there's some barriers to break down still but um the people that i've been working with over the last five years um have moved towards that and you know we started with um who says farmers won't meditate um and i still get a few and i can actually i, I don't have to just have a belief that this is something that's really going to provide benefit i've got empirical proof now
0: well so come on t- take us on a journey hold, hold our hands and, and show us the way can you
2: Uh, Yeah, so I I think, as I say, this really started, well, before my Nuffield scholarship, Um, I was working within our family business, it's heavily diversified, farm shop, restaurant, cookery school, conference facilities, there's 120 people, Um, I wasn't particularly in all of those departments and managed separately, but I was um, marketing events So I really had to try and influence 120 people to move in one direction through leadership. So I was really interested in leadership. I'd done quite a lot of leadership training, went to lots of motivational uh, speak, uh, talks, and it was always uh, felt, you know, really revved up. um, And then you kind of get back and like say, the dross, the judgery, the everyday stuff gets on top of you. And um, I just wasn't staying focused. So I wanted something more practical that we could do that would make a change. So um, I think I tried to, uh, we decided on the topic for today about, well, farmers won't meditate because often um, I talk about meditation and people have an immediate opinion about it. I wonder how many of the viewers at the moment have an immediate opinion of what meditation was and how many of them stopped to say, where does that opinion come from? So I looked at a lot of psychology and actually our personalities develop at a very young age through psychological snapshots of what happened to us. And it all gels together to create who we are today. And all of those snapshots in early age are still kind of firing around in our minds. So if somebody brings up a word and maybe we've got an idea of somebody sitting cross-legged and chanting om and something we wouldn't be comfortable with, we feel uncomfortable and we'd immediately say, Well, I don't want to do that. But if you stop and actually question, well, why do I think this? Then you've got much more of a chance of of moving forward and exploring something new. Um, And I suppose it's also that idea of people stopping to um, actually observing their thoughts and being able to question that. And that's one of these uh, concepts of self-awareness. And those that have done that are probably those who are watching today. Uh, so you're a step ahead of the rest already. And, it, you know, it's a shame that actually many of the people, um, not just within ag, um, but who could really, really benefit um, from these tools, you know, aren't here, but we can't worry too much about people uh, or their, their actions and behaviours. And that's not to say that we're we're selfish, but often if you concentrate on yourself and your own behaviours, that's how you influence others. And influencing others is where this all started um, with my Nuffield scholarship.
0: Yeah,
2: and, and I, Holly, Holly, I think it's okay. I, I just
0: I think the fact that um, you did your Nuffield journey on, on this particular subject—all credit to you, because it, um, it it's fantastic that people have gone on the dairy adventure or the or the top fruit adventure. Um, you, you must have been a, a bit of a, a lone voice when you decided that you were going to take um, th- this particular route with Nuffield.
2: Uh, yeah, absolutely. Um, when I, I mean, so just sort of going back about, uh, I remember sitting in, um, a mindfulness and emotional intelligence conference in New York, which is actually run by one of the engineers from Google. And, um, you know, I was sitting there with my own preconceptions and my own judgments thinking, how am I going to be able to take this back to Newfield? Well, people don't look like hippies and weirdos here. So I was already thinking, well, wow, it must be for hippies and weirdos and strange people. Um, And actually, then something that the facilitator said interrupted my trail of thought, and he said, quite often when someone is speaking to us, we're not solely listening to what they're saying. What we're also listening to is the chit chat and the self-talk that is going on in our own minds. And... um, And then, of course, I was faced with a barrage of, um, well, you can't just listen to somebody without this chit chat going on. And and I can and I must be, you know, multi-talented. And and then I thought, well, actually, I'm quite often being told I don't listen, especially from my dad. (laughs) And uh, (laughs) so I thought, well, I'll give this exercise a go. And the exercise is called active listening. And the idea is that... Um, whilst you're listening to someone, you'll notice that all of these thoughts and this chatter is popping into your head, but you don't engage in it. You just let go and you focus on listening and um, it, the answer comes when you need it. The response comes when you need it, and it provides a much richer uh, sort of line of communication. And yes, so I went on to present this at Nuffield, and I think the room was pretty split, actually. Half the yeah. council had no idea what I was talking about. And half the camp said, um, yeah, there's something in this. Let's give it a go. And that's sort of where then it started um, when I got some funding from Frank Parkinson to oh, trial oh, a pilot. Yeah, <laughs> and, uh, Holly,
0: Holly, Holly, sorry, Holly, just on, on that side, one thing that we've picked up on a, on a recruitment perspective about the new generation coming through that to, to, to really excite um, to, to get uh, candidates to come through to your business they're not particularly interested on how many days holiday uh, they get because that's just mandatory they're not interested about the christmas party um they're they're interested in uh, mental health training within within businesses so th- so the younger generation get it and have no um issue about uh, talking about it discuss it. it's funny how this generation let's let's say 30 to 60, um, as, as you say, with the with the presentation you gave to Nuffield, that the room was split, split down, down the middle. That, But there does seem to be a, a positive sea change. I'm sure if you'd um, done that presentation 10, 15 years ago, the room would have been would have been even more split, um, perhaps in a, in a negative, uh, negative way.
2: I'm not sure I totally agree with that. Degeneration okay. isn't something I see reflected. Actually, um, the people um, that seem to be more interested is probably an average age of 45, 50. Um, Mm -hmm. I've worked with people in their 70s. This is something that you can take up straight away. Um, But stress management, I think, is absolutely vital today because we have so many distractions and we're wired to be distracted. Um, But the good news is that we actually create our own stress. And once you understand what stress is and what causes it, and it's you, then you've got the power to manage it. Wow, okay. Thank you. Okay. What do you think, Isaac? Have,
0: have we got the power? Have we got the, the, the ability to stop ourselves being stressed?
1: I'm sure it must be, yeah. We've, we've put ourselves under enormous, a uh, lot of pressures. Uh, looking at something on, on Twitter recently, and it, and it is down down to ourselves in it. Holly, what do you think is that, you know, why have we cut that block? You said you know, so even yourself and, and you've already engaged with that uh, at this conference in New York and had this idea of this going to be, you know, a load of hippies with long hair and, and sandals. Where does that image come from, when, you know, with meditation?
2: Uh, I think that, uh, so there was a guy called John Kabat-Zinn who brought um, mindfulness meditation, uh, basically from the East. And so uh, often it was an Eastern practice, but there is meditation in the West. Um, And um, as I say, it's just past knowledge that we've had, but it's often nothing that we actually really know that much about. We haven't totally researched it. We've just heard something, it's gone into the mind. It's attached with an emotion. And so when we're confronted with something similar in our lives, um, those emotions uh, arise. But really, Isaac, it is mental training. And often I refer to it as mental training or mental exercise, because that feels more comfortable for people to give it a go. And when people actually give it a go and have that experience themselves, that's when they're kind of motivated to uh, continue. And and Holly, I mean, how can yeah.
0: how can we get them? How can we get them to give give a go? How, how can we get them um, enthused to,
2: to have, have a go at this and to ho- hopefully get hooked? What what's, yeah, well, what's the magic dust? Well, ultimately, I think you know we do listen to other people, uh, and sometimes they've got something important to say. If I can share my screen, Max, I just put a yeah, little yeah. bit of. um I, I like, if we just uh, drop
0: out of our videos so that we can see a. Um, uh holly's screen that'd be fantastic yeah,
2: that's sort of a Holly. little bit, you
0: keep you and keep holly's keep holly's, did, holly's holly's doing the great uh screen uh share sharing thing that we all all love on uh, on on zoom yeah this um this, this chat oh, that i met it's uh, yesterday it, i just, it, he's he's di- dialed in now because i could just see his uh, his, his details and it's uh, it's fascinating again that his his link was with his um kids primary school um and and not on not on main, mainstream basis but but that's why we need um, need Holly. Holly, over to you.
2: Yeah, so this is just uh, some, some of the results. Um, I've actually done three separate studies of um, the effect that um, regular meditation, and we're only talking a, a few minutes a day, um, has on people's lives. So um, this was from the original uh, study, self-discipline increased by 25%, focus uh, increased by 20%, positive state of mind, increase by 24%. And I would say that is really the only wow. thing that we do have the ability to control in our life. You said about your previous speaker, you can have a plan, but often things come to get in the way of that. Um, you know, that state of mind is really what leads us through any kind of disruptions. Uh, 10% increase in flow, um, 20% decrease in stress. So this is things that I actually measured um, empirically. I've also run control groups with all of my studies and they showed little or no change. And I suppose it's this, if anybody fancies a little bit of this, um, an improvement in their ability to focus, um, which 79% of um, people engaging focus farmers have reported, 75% noticed their productivity had increased, 79% agreed um, their ability to manage stress had improved. 46% saw improvement in sleep patterns, and this is just vital. If we don't get a good night's sleep a few nights in a row, um, well, you all know how that feels, especially in the farming industry. 53% felt they were more innovative in their business, and that's what we're really looking for to get through um, today. Um, 68% saw an improvement in their leadership skills, and 71% reported an improvement in overall life satisfaction. So these wow. are the the things that I'm hearing and um, from people. Yep. And, and, uh, go on, sorry.
0: And, and Holly, that's what what you haven't got on there is is, is health and happiness and relationships. If, if um, through through your guidance, if people can uh, gain those sort of um, the, the, those those sort of figures, um, it's the the the. the, the the, the, the positivity that they're going to have in all those other, other elements is going to be fantastic for them
2: yeah absolutely i get lots of reports of relationships improving um oh, yes. i think when um when guys say to me that um their their wife is now saying oh yes you do listen more and you do pay attention wow. to more of what i say um i i have ladies coming to say that their husbands and their kids are now saying um have you not meditated today mom And that's when they think, okay, right, let's go and just have a few minutes to just reset myself. Um, And the other really big important part of Focus Farmers is about vision and goal setting.
0: Okay. Uh, Working out where you want to go. Holly, it feels like we need some testimonials. Have have we got any testimonials, Like, like real life gritty testimonials? Uh, we've got a video if you want to play a video. Got- <laughs> right okay, let's. let's uh, we've got, got the great video that, um, that Holly and her team have compiled. I, I'll just send it over. But just to say, all those that dialed in, if you've got a question for Holly, um, and likewise, if, if you also um, meditate, just, just come into the chat and give your views as to what's worked for you, what, what hasn't worked for you, because we'd love to have your, your input. So if you've got any questions, if you want to get involved, come into to our chat or ask the questions. Right, wish me luck, everyone. I'm going to go into the uh, Find it. Uh, da, 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 da. Look at that mess. So just bear with me. I also I was telling the guys yesterday about my Raymond Blanc incident with the, with a previous broadcast, but we won't talk about that. Right, here we go.
2: Alex like the one.
3: I'm not gonna start with like Joss and sit cross-legged on the floor. Um, but it is just as simple as that. So to start with, I had no idea what stress was. I thought unless I went to bed absolutely not good, both physically and mentally, that I haven't worked hard enough that day. It just got me thinking that my mind is just cluttered the whole time. I'm constantly, I'm never concentrating on one thing. I start one job, don't finish it, move on to the next thing. Some people don't like to call it meditation, but for me, that's what it is. Uh, It's... Also mindfulness, some people call it mindfulness, but
2: uh, it has a huge range of benefits. It's a mindfulness-based programme, which is looking at developing focus coupled with goal setting.
3: To get even more productive without uh, absolutely not killing myself. So
2: that goal setting, having that vision is vital.
3: It started by explaining how your brain works and actually I learned a lot as to how my brain works sort of straight away in doing this sort of daily meditation and just just taking control of your brain and just resetting so that all that noise of all those thoughts that go on on a daily basis that you can turn them off Uh, the most striking thing when you start to meditate is you notice how many thoughts are spilling out of your head you just suddenly realise what a load of noise is going on in your head it's like, it's unbelievable when you sit there and someone's saying to you, right, just focus on your breathing. And almost instantly you think, wow, yeah, my head is full of just really useless rubbish. It's just healthy thing, right, you know, take a step back and be able to plan for the things that I'm in charge of. So in realising what stress was, I was able to um, uh, take pressure off myself through uh, mindfulness. I, mean, I still think I'm the worst person at meditating ever because um, I really still, even after all this time, I find it really hard to turn my brain off. But just for those few seconds, if I can do it, it's golden. So i that. to like a, a bicep, bicep curve for the mind. Every time you do meditation, is training your brain to uh, to be more focused, uh, to be less distracted, and to be less automatic. That's the problem. The thinking twice, <laughs> overthinking things. Uh, I'd say it's a fantastic skill to keep your mind healthy. Which keeps the rest
0: of your body healthy. Just do it. Wow. Right. Let's get everyone back in the room. Back in the oh, room. room. Back. Holly, you must be so proud of that. Uh, it's
2: it's always amazing to have feedback from people when they say, you know, this has changed my life. But um, they're they're the ones to be proud of themselves, really, because. I cannot take control of anybody else's mind, and I don't try to um, just kind of, I suppose, introduce some techniques that allows people to take control of themselves. Well done, well done, Um,
1: Isaac, you you had a question. Sorry, yeah, loads of brilliant comments in the the chat, Holly, and saying, you know, somehow it's really gonna help them. How how do people, how do I get started if I'm interested in?
2: Uh, yeah so I mean quite a few ways to say it's mindfulness based program mindfulness achieves results and the scientifically proven way to increase your mindfulness is through meditation um, there's loads of apps out there um headspace i would say is a particular good one that's got a really great introduction you get a few free sessions headspace, to have a trial yeah. out um what I have found is that sometimes people when they're in a group um, and more of a network and then they've got this knowledge base the psychology behind it and this element of of goal setting and working out actually what you want is more productive which is why i run the focus farmers program and you can go to focusfarmers.com to look at um when the next program's on that's another way i wonder if i could just do a quick sort of explanation of what mental training is. is and and meditation is because we heard john say in a video that it's like a bicep curl for the mind and that's exactly how i like to think of it so um you choose something to focus on uh, dan was talking about focusing just on your breathing and with with look we look um we're actually focusing on the sensation of breathing or we're perhaps just listening to the sounds around us um your mind is going to wander it'll get distracted you notice let go of the thought, don't engage, refocus, and, and, and continue that focus again, get distracted, refocus. And it's the same as if I went to the gym and I was lifting weights, this continual uh, lifting up and down is gonna build the muscles in my arm. Mm-hmm. It's getting distracted and refocusing is what builds the muscles in our brain. And there's loads of science that shows but it actually is building muscles in your brain. Well, and if it's
0: okay, I'm sure Phil will be okay for me to read out this quote, and, and this this is not to, to um, lord Holly, but she needs it. Not Well, she doesn't need it, because she, she's already an expert what she does, but just to, to emphasize the fact that this is so important. Phil says, I've just finished Holly's latest FF program. It has been transformational. It's been a hell of a few months um, here, as we uh, transition to re reenag with TB breakdown and a hiatus with staff thrown in for good measure without daily meditation I would have really struggled cannot recommend it highly enough so to have that sort of testimonial not only about Holly but about the about the, the, the philosophy of, of meditation Holly Isaac is, is again excellent amazing
2: yeah that's great hi Phil thanks for that um yeah and, and, and I would say as well that uh, Bill's somebody who really threw themselves into this. Exactly. Um, one of the things I hear a lot is people don't have the time. Um, but what we found through our studies is you need six minutes a day, 10 minutes a day. And actually what's more important is the regularity of it. So just three or four minutes every day is going to be more effective than um, you hear these things of, oh, you've got to sit down for an hour or, or 20 minutes. Um, yeah, you you know, if you go and spend that time in the gym, you, you're going to get that out of it. But actually, you just need these small moments. OK,
0: so, so Holly, let, let me give you a quick fire of, um, of, of questions. Um, yeah. What would you say to any farmers who say, I haven't got the time? I haven't got the time for meditation. I'm just too, too busy. What's, what's the point?
2: I'd say you heard my uh, stat about uh, productivity levels and focus. Yeah, well and done. the fact is, if you improve your focus, you will get that time back. Your productivity is going to increase. We we are only present one or the normal mind is only present about one percent of the time. We faff a lot,
3: yeah, um, yeah, so yeah. you're going to get
2: rid of that. And uh, the other thing is, I say just go and check your screen time and look at how much time you are uh, spending on social media and probably a little bit of balance that could yeah. be yeah well i well said an hour a
0: day for in liverpool football club or, or the or the saints whoever it is um yeah you know, when you could actually be doing something mindfulness for, for for yourself i've i've tried meditation but i'm no good at it and can't clear my mind
2: help yeah it's a fallacy um none of us can unless you're some buddhist monk um perhaps he's been at it for 30 years uh, you, you're you probably going to only get a, a, a snippet of, of absolute clarity. It's not about clearing your mind. It's about developing your focus. But one of the knock-on effects when you start to be able to retain that focus is the mind, the chatter mind settles. Yeah, really. Okay. I'll keep
0: okay. So, so, so I'm getting into this. I've managed to create time. I've stopped following all this rubbish on social media. I'm going to make time. How long and how often do I need to meditate to see results? I want results, Holly. How long? Yeah.
2: So, well, one of the one of the challenges I set people is to do an exercise, short exercise, five or six minutes for five days in a row, and then see for yourself. Um, I would say that the results come probably around day three four perhaps we'll put that link um if we can um around this
0: um this interview to share yeah we'll we'll put it all on the links um after we've got the the record out uh, holly not 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 a problem and and goal setting what what do i want to achieve from this this exercise with you What, what sort of goals should, should I should I set? And I give you a terrible example. I know a, a couple who um, at, the, at the beginning of every new year they set up the mind map for what they want to achieve for the rest of the year, and they stick it on their fridge. And every morning they come down and they debate as to how well they're doing in their, their goal setting. And to me, for sake of use the phrase, that's a bit a bit, bit anal. Um, but with, with, with meditation, um, we want to achieve something. What what sort of goals should we be setting? What sort of realistic goals should we be setting to keep ourselves positive and uh, encourage us?
2: Oh, my word, Max, there's so much in there. (laughs) I could could unpick what you've just said for about another half an hour, but let's start with this. Um, Meditation's just for meditation's sake. You'll work out what you get from it, and then you're gonna do that a few minutes. The goal setting is a slightly different uh, thing because absolutely goal uh, planning is um, absolutely essential, Um, but this is someone else's quote. Uh, the planning is, um, you know, essential, but the plans throw them out the window um, <laughs> because they're not gonna work out how, how yeah. you want. Yeah. Um, so that's why we have to keep revisiting them. Yeah. Um, but we do have a particular way, um, uh, I've got a number of different ways of, of setting goals and that's all around the unconscious and how we actually, it can't recognize the past, the present, the future. Uh, so we can set goals as if they're now, uh, writing down has a real impact because it creates psychological snapshots you can see that i would go on for a long time about this but goal yeah. setting absolutely essential having that vision if you can't get that clear in your mind um you're okay. just gonna fail through the and, day And, and you, you know you know
0: what us, us men alike should those goals be fa- fairly basic i want to be happy i want to achieve this by the the End of the week but by, by the end of the month i, I want to have done this should, should it be relatively um simplified so that we we so it's not so we got something to aim at that that's realistic what do you think
2: yeah i think you're getting trapped in this idea of realistic for one um okay. you know what was realistic for one person is not necessarily the same for the other so the other thing i think is really really important is that your goals come from you we also fall into the trap of trying to set goals with regards to other people's aspirations well and what we think that they're going to expect from us. Yep. Um, but this is why these uh, the mindfulness and the goal setting couple really nicely. So what I'd say is, before you kind of set those big, hairy, audacious goals, go meditate for a bit, get get your state of mind you know, really on track. And wow. then these things that you actually truly want from life, and you just met, mentioned happiness there, very simple thing um, will emerge. Well
0: done, and, and Phil's coming again. I found writing down a vision of where I want to take the business in the future has been way more effective in terms of progress than more formulaic, smart objectives that I've tried in the past. I think it is something about embedding it into your subconscious so that it pervades everything that you do. Give it a go. Got Phil Phil's grace, me. And just on the, on yeah. that aspect, Holly, just on that aspect, when I saw my client yesterday and he was telling me about how it's working for him, I actually challenged him and said, "Are you going to bring this into your business?" And he hesitated. And he said, I don't know, I hadn't thought about that. Um, I'm, not, I'm not sure if they're ready for it. What, what's your take on that a lot of people listening to this will be running businesses and will employing people? Is this something that's just for the individual? Or should we be looking to bring it into, into businesses um, as well? As, as it's something that's, that's very common in, in, in Asian businesses and Asian communities.
2: What's your thoughts on that, please? Yeah, well, I think that's wonderful full circle because it's a bit the same as who said farmers won't meditate unless these business leaders try it um they are not going to find out the problem is that we often operate on what we think is reality and not actual reality um willie horton who's co-founder of focus farmers um who i work alongside and um, he does a lot of work with uh within businesses with teams wow. um i mean if th- and again this comes back to what i was trying to do if you can align Minds, the vision in minds together—that is a much stronger force yeah, yeah, than everybody yeah, yeah. trying to run off in their own direction. Well but done. it also yeah. aligns with auto- people having autonomy to do what they feel is necessary to achieve that end, uh, end yeah. goal.
0: Yeah, but and on a business perspective, staff retention by making sure that the staff are happy by giving them th- this skill set, and, and I suppose, um, um, Holly, if, um if someone like Phil, he uh, trained the trainer. He he understands it, and uh, if he felt it was appropriate to so get his management team involved in this as well, it's, it's going to be a win-win for everyone.
2: I I believe so. Yeah, and I mean, ultimately, you might lose some people in your uh, business, but I think that idea of, oh, if I train them, they're going to leave, is absolutely terrible. Yeah. Um, yeah. If you don't train them, they might actually stay.
0: Yeah. <laughs> so we're, we're back, just coming,
1: Max. I'm, I'm just aware of time. Yeah. Go Um, um a couple of questions maybe um somebody came in and say how does this uh, tie in with mental health and i uh, know we haven't got a lot of time holly but uh, just a quick word on that maybe
2: yeah i mean the drum that i'm beating is trying to take uh, mental health from good to great um ultimately wherever you, you know mental health i think is on a continuum scale um and uh what well, we just saw from some of those stats overall improvement in life satisfaction well-being improves um, if stress decreases, um, people reported physical health conditions um, improved, as well as mental health conditions. Well on, Go on, Isaac, you, next do, one. Do you think
1: so we can have a quick exercise, just for, those that's still in any doubts and have a quick exercise of uh, meditation or mindfulness before we, we uh, sign off?
2: I'm more than happy to give that a go. We can do a couple of minutes. Go. Excellent. Okay, so um, it's really as simple as this. So uh, hopefully you're sitting down, uh, sit with your back fairly straight, your feet on the ground, um, but quite comfortable and your hands in your lap or resting um, on your legs. And first thing, I want you to have quite a sort of soft gaze, not really looking at anything, just soft gaze in front of you. And take a nice deep breath in through the nose and out through the mouth and loud enough. So if there was a person next to you, that could hear and in through the mouth, uh, in through the nose and out through the mouth. Do two or three of those just at your own pace. And then on your um, next exhale, I want you to gently let your eyes close if you're comfortable doing that. And I want you to just listen. Listen to all the sounds around you. Might be that somebody just turned the volume up. And now become aware of the weight of your body in the chair. You can feel the chair supporting, supporting you, supporting your back probably feel your feet on the ground. And now turn your attention to your breathing, the sensations of that. So you might be able to feel your chest moving in and out or your belly. Your shoulders are moving up and down. Perhaps you can feel the air going in and out of your nostrils. Really focus in on that sensation. And then, if you choose the set with the place that you feel that sensation the strongest, and really focus in on that. Perhaps you can count one on the in breath, two on the out breath, three on the in breath, four on the out breath, just to count a ten. And if your mind's wandered, you just let that thought go, refocus back to the number you were on. We'll start again at one. And then once again, turn your attention to listening and the sounds around you. Take another nice deep breath and then open your eyes. So I'd ask people to sort of, fear, uh, you know, they can notice how they feel now. That's literally two minutes, I think.
0: Wow.
1: Max, I think that's the longest you've ever been quiet.
0: I thank you, and I was about to say, Holly, just stop, stop the internet. Just, just looking, at the, <laughs> looking at the stats of my phone, Holly, that was amazing. Isaac, that was amazing. Really good, wasn't
2: it's, it? I, I, oh, I'm blown away by that. It's, just, very, just, it's very simple. Um, you know, we do have there are challenges, there are difficulties with it, but we make them ourselves. Um, and guess what, farmers, it's free.
0: <laughs> wow.
2: You Holly, can do it anywhere when you learn these techniques as well.
0: Holly Holly Beckett, Project Director at Focus Farmers. How can farmers
2: engage with you, please? How can we get hold of you? They can visit uh, focusedfarmers.com. That's focused with two S's. Uh, all my contact details are on there. And as I say, details of the next Focus workshop, if they would be interested in getting involved or ping me a message. Uh, if you've got any questions, it'd be great to hear from you.
0: Holly, I, I suspect, I suspect this, uh, this broadcast is going to go wide and far in the UK and internationally. Isaac, would you like to wrap up for us, please?
1: Thank you very much, Holly. That's been brilliant. Um, and just for, for everybody that's listening in, you know, do sign up for the Agri Leader. We, we do this um, kind of thing, um, the Talking Leaders. And we also got a newsletter called The Leader. So please sign up that and engage with the with, um, agri-leader and and keep on building your own leadership skills so thank you very much Holly thank you very much Max.
0: fantastic Um, Holly Holly, the great Holly Becker project director at Focus Farmers Isaac well well done to to you and the team from the AHDB and hope hope your knee gets better um, shortly Holly Holly Isaac thank you very much for your time and we'll catch you up very shortly on the next
3: Talking Leaders
2: thanks guys thanks everyone
3: Bye, Bye. bye, bye 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 bye